Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey there, Mona Me. This is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip because we're going to be opening up a new series dealing with subtle traps that it takes wisdom to spot. So stick with me as we talk about uh, a pre- prevalent programming that happens that is so insidious that it gets people to focus in the wrong direction on the wrong thing and if you continue you will find that you will lose everything that you were trying to protect so join me on the flip as we get into talking about how to avoid subtle traps superiority it's going to be good i'll see you on the flip Hey there, let's go on and get started. As you can tell from the A part today, we're going to be talking about um, a series that actually has come about by uh, people writing in and asking if I would cover certain things. Now, of course, I don't normally cover them the way people expect, but I hope that for those dear ones who have been asking for me to cover certain issues, uh, that you'll find something that you can use in this. And so today, I'm going to be uh, talking about um, how to avoid subtle traps, but because there are so different, so many different, I'm going to be focusing on the trap of superiority. All right, so we're going to get started. So the first thing I want to say is this, is that the quest to be superior or to feel superior or a better, if you will, is not necessarily our fault. It is part of the human condition. It's part of society. It's what makes a lot of society run. And it is uh, inbred, if you will. Um, We have this need, this drive, if you will, for a hierarchical uh, status so that society clicks and society continues to move and we don't end up in uh, continuous wars of, of, of micro factions always fighting where we end up just killing all, all, you know, killing everyone. And so there is that. But I do want to say that you, we want to also use wisdom to avoid the traps of it because there are some things and we'll hopefully get to them, you know, because I got a lot of notes, <laughs> but there are some side um, effects. There are some cons and downsides of superiority as a trap. And as it pertains to being able to exercise wisdom and continue to move forward and upward and however you want to go. So the first thing I want to say is this, if you're taking notes, note number one, 
Superiority is in the tribe or the family of status. Now, status and superiority are not the same. And as we continue to have our little talk today, you'll see why. So with status, I've, I've covered this in other podcasts where we've talked about how uh, when anybody interacts with another person, there is always this um, pecking order of being established no matter what. I've talked about it in um, podcasts where I've talked about conversations, where I've talked about power, uh, just many of them. And if you've been rocking with me, th- some of this will sound familiar. Uh, in one podcast, I talked about status and I went back to how tribally and then monarchically, if that's a name or word, uh, on on to governments and the like, how we are always jockeying for position and for status. And with status, status uh, came about because it was related to uh, owning of land. And I want to say this that I've not said before, and I thought it was implied, but whenever we talk about uh, owning something, something tangible, always remember first natural, then spiritual. So if you're trying to own something tangible, meaning that a great amount of importance has been put on owning land, then looking at it on its other side of spiritual means that you have owned the right to have a certain amount of control of this planet. Okay, so that is why a lot of people fight over land. That is why status has been attached to land. I even remember telling you guys about how now when you have a lawn, especially a front lawn, that is a sign of status because land was so honored, especially cultivated land was so honored that for you to be able to not make one inch of land start producing food or being uh, productive to to feed livestock or whatever it was, that was to boast of, you guessed it, your status that I'm so rich that I can waste land. And that's what it really came from. Uh, But we are not going to be going and rehashing those. You can check out those other podcasts. Uh, Today, we're going to be using status as a jumping off point to deal with superiority. So with status, it's a pecking order. It's uh, a way to assert your ability to gain in a society. And with status, status always is um, eventually it comes back around to climbing going upward. That's why we have the terms, well, in English, we have the terms a social climber, Uh, you know, always climbing to get higher and higher. Whereas with superiority, the trap of superiority in trying to get your status is that unlike status with social climbing, always looking to get ahead, to get up, to climb upward, superiority takes um, the orientation of your goal and instead of looking upward you start looking downward to see who you can keep under you and if you're too busy looking downward to see who you can keep under you you don't realize that you're eventually losing your status and so for those people who wanted me to deal with um superiority in the way that they wanted to racially, I hope that this will help you understand uh, what you need to take from that without me having to 
explicitly just limited to talking about that because wisdom is much, much, much wider. And um, wisdom is all about getting you to go where you are and then expand out. So that's why we're doing it this way. All right. So thank you for letting me have that introduction on status. Now let's get into this. So the first part is superiority is within the tribe of status, but it is not interchangeable. Whereas status has you climbing or trying to get ahead. Superiority is about uh, looking downward and trying to subjugate under uh, people under you or, or things or whatever it may be under you. All right. Superiority does not require that you have the evidence to back it up, meaning that you have lands or wealth or education or any of that. Superiority usually is simply uh, a person's internal or tribal belief that just because they are makes them better than someone else. Okay. All right. Um, In my quest to stay open-minded and try to make sure that I am embracing and enjoying all of the family, I have been making use of my Netflix when I give my time, myself time off to relax and looking purposefully for shows in different cultures. And so I'm currently enjoying a a Netflix show. It's a series uh, and it is called The Rise of the Phoenixes and it's a subtitled television series. And I don't usually like to do a lot of subtitles because I love to be able to just take the time to look and uh, let the the sound, you know, just play in the background of my understanding. But because I have to read the subtitles, I have to read and then hope I have enough time to look up and see what's going on. And I find myself pausing a lot. But there is something that has emerged out of my struggles (laughs) to make sure that I enjoy these uh, languages that are foreign to me. And that is, I am starting to see the power of the statement that uh, nonverbal communication is usually the majority of communication. And it is true because it translates across mediums, across cultures. And so watching this period piece, The Rise of the Phoenixes, about um, Japanese uh, uh, emperors from um, antiquity uh, fighting and all of this kind of stuff, it has quickly uh, been shown to me via wisdom saying, look at this, watch this, see that. And how when you look at superiority, how it can be a very trap for your demise and your fall. Because like I said before, and and this is wisdom talking, that if you are so busy trying to subjugate others under you, you will not be able to pay attention of those who are either right alongside of you or above you. And it makes it where you lose status more and more and more, but you don't think you are because you're so busy just trying to make sure that you got certain people underneath you that by the time you do either remember to or become aware that you need to look up, you are in the bottom cast. You have been cast aside. You have become anathema. You have lost the power. And that was just a, it was so 
uh, good to be able to see that through, you know, the art, the arts of um, a television show, so showing these machinations and showing how people were, uh, you know, moving and trying to strategize and not realizing that in your strategy, strategy is only as good as your perception of everything. Whereas some people were trying to strategize to rise, other people were trying to strategize to subjugate. And stick with me because I'm going to be talking about uh, some things, uh, a few quotes I have in here. At not, well, one, uh, but just stick with me, okay? We'll revisit that soon. So the next thing that I want, if you take a note, so we've talked about the status and um, and how there is a trick in this uh, this trap that superiority causes you to take your eye off the prize. It causes you to start looking down instead of looking upward and around and all around. Okay. My grandmother used to say something. She used to tell us, be careful who you treat badly on your way going up because you'll surely see them on your way coming back down. And she went on to say, she said, gravity is real. It, what goes up must come down. And I could go on about the end part of that when she talks about how to get back up, but you get the gist of what, what, uh, the wisdom she was spouting there. Uh, but this is the thing that when I was meditating on this and, and getting the wisdom smack for, for myself and, and evaluating to see where are the traps in my life where this might be happening, I started finding myself asking this question. And that was, how is this different from winning or trying to be the best? You know, we, we, we play these semantics and sometimes they collide in un, unclear ways. And so, of course, you ask a question, you, you expect an answer and you get it. And so at this particular time, and because we don't have that much time, what I'll say is this, the difference between winning or trying to be your best and being superior is that winning and being the best is about starting at the beginning or the bottom and always working on rising and not paying attention to ceilings or others. Whereas superiority is all about being above someone else. It doesn't require you moving upward as long as there's always someone beneath you. And so uh, I want you to meditate on that if, 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 it's, if, you, if you get inspired to do so, because it will help you tremendously. It will help you. It will help you to identify possible traps. It will identify when people are trying to appeal to and trigger your need for superiority. Yes, there are certain ego types that need that they, to feel some type of self-identity. They feel that they need, well, at least I'm not so-and-so or at least I'm not this. And I'm not talking about just racial. Think about the traps where, well, at least I don't speak, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't speak broken English or at least I have a degree or at least I own a home and don't rent or at least, you know, and at least, at least, at least, or at least I'm married and can keep a, a, a significant other. Those types of things, those are all part of that superiority. And instead, take that and learn how to win and be your best and say, okay, I have a marriage. Let me continue to look upward to, to work on us both growing together. Oh, I have a home. Let me continue to work on keeping this investment as a good investment where it doesn't depreciate because I didn't take care of it. You know, on, you know, just so many different things. And I hope this is helping you because it's truly helping me. All right. So after looking at what's the difference between winning and being your best versus uh, being superior, 
I found this and this was so cute because I, I was like, I've heard this before. And it came out of the mouth of a babe. So this is the quote I have today about superiority or winning and striving to be your best. Hopefully this will stick with you. And this was uh, at the time, uh, I want to say six years old, a six-year-old says this. They said, never have I seen, uh, uh, never seen a ceiling in my whole life. Let me say that one again. Six-year-old said, never seen a ceiling in my whole life. This was from Blue Ivy Carter on the 2017 uh, album of Jay-Z's 444. Uh, 4, 4. And it stopped me short because if you can think about what this little girl is saying, she is saying that she has never seen a limitation. She has never been stopped by someone else's need to put her down or even a need to put someone else down. She has never taken her eye off the prize of always moving forward and upward. I'm telling you guys out of the mouths of babes, realizing this, that when we learn this whole trap of superiority, we will then learn that a ceiling is only superior to the floor, not the sky. We'll stop feeling that need to abolish any inferiority complexes we have uh, by having to be above someone else. And instead, we'll be able to see and strive for past the sky. The sky isn't even the limit. And going back to the whole idea as the reason why we started our the show today talking about societies and status and the like is because there is a lot of ongoing programming. And the programming is so slick that you'll think that you're getting inspired. You'll think that you have pride when you really have falling into the trap of superiority. My country, where I am, has fallen into the trap of superiority of a bygone era where they were so busy trying to say in the guise of winning that, oh, we're the greatest nation. And they were so busy looking down on other nations that the other nations have supplanted them and are now above and it's clear for everyone to see and still some people are still holding on to that but i that's a like that's a totally different conversation um but moving on being careful of how we're programmed to not put on unnecessary chains that would hold us down by the puffery of our souls needing to see someone suffer more than us or to see someone be different. Now, I did have a Lyndon B. Johnson um, quote in here. I took it out because it's it's not about that. I, I don't want to talk about racisms or any of that kind of stuff. But what I did do is I put in something by W.E. Du Bois, that great man. Um, now, he did. he was talking about Black folks being subdued. But this is universal. So this is not just about a certain people. This is about all people when we talk about that programming. So this is what he says, and I'm paraphrasing. He said that, and this is in the, the, the book, the, the Souls of Black, uh, of Black Folk, okay? Uh, but he talked about how in the programming, what they do, and when I say they, I'm talking about those powers that be that try to subjugate or make others inferior 
in certain levels, what they do is they emphasize duty over rights. So what they do is they put your rights to ascend, to be the best you can to fulfill the destiny of full human potential. They put that in the background. And instead, they make us ascribe or, or, or program or try to get people to contract themselves in a binding agreement of duty to something. So that's a subjugation. Then in the furtherance of this programming, there is never talk of personal aspiration, assertion, or even a consciousness of power. Instead, all the focus is put on survival. What does that look like? That looks like concentrating on returning people back to jobs and being obedient instead of inspiring people to see that in new times, new ways can be obtained, that you can aspire to provide a new legacy for your entire family line by opening up business and commerce and and, uh, being problem solvers and providing good services, skills and the like, doing it on your own. But instead, there is a tamping down of that to keep people looking to their goal to be to survive. And thus, when you play the survival game, that's where the superiority comes in. Because in survival, if you're surviving, then someone's suffering. If you're thriving, then someone's surviving. And, you know, this is an evolution of of my understanding because I was all big on move from survival to thriving. And wisdom is like, I'm going to let you have that for a little bit, Michelle, but then I'm going to wreck that whole concept, too. And I'm going to move you from surviving and thriving to understanding that you shouldn't even be on that track anyway. You should be on aspiration and assertion of a consciousness of power. Because if you are a human being, having a human experience, a human doing, a human having. There are no skies. There are no ceilings. There are no boxes. So therefore, we don't have to strive. We don't have to thrive. We don't have to try to think outside of a box because there wasn't a box to begin with. And stick with me because what we want to do when we avoid these traps of the need to quash our inner inferiority with superiority. And we take the wisdom that W.E. Du Bois talked about in how showing how they program us by uh, subjugating our connection to our rights as human beings by emphasizing a duty to a contractual construct and by subjugating our ability to, to aspire, assert, and to live in power by instead focusing on survival and jobs and obedience that keeps us in survival, we find that our ability to be like that little six-year-old said on that album, never seen a ceiling in my whole life. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so eye-opening. A six-year-old says this because 
she is further along in our wisdom than I was. And it arrested my soul and I had to deal with it and grapple with it. And I'm now able to share it. So to continue to strive to be superior over another is to ascribe to the fear of loss, limitations, and suffering with no end in sight. I'm going to say that again, you guys. So when you continue to strive to be superior over someone else or something else or whatever it may be, you now hook up with, bind yourself to a fear of loss. Because if you are trying to be superior, the threat of loss that you will be dethroned is ever there. That's where the fear of loss comes in. Limitations. If you are so busy trying to strive to be superior, you've always got to keep an eye looking down where you're constantly punching down on others that you deem should not have as much power as you. So that limits you from being able to explore upward and onward and forward. So that's the limitations. And then the suffering with no end in sight is because the only thing we ever have that's certain is change. And regime regimes come and go, people come and go. So in an ever-changing world, trying to continue to have a status quo of illusionary uh, superiority is a never-ending battle. And that's why there is suffering no, with no end in sight. Think about crabs in a barrel. Think about having to always need to have someone beneath you to take the brunt of the damage, the pain, the loss, or the suffering. Think about all those things. And then think about when you had relationships, whether they be business or personal. Did you fall into the trap of trying to surround yourself with people who you could feel better than? Where you felt that personal worship because they think you're so great. Or were you a person who was willing to have people in your inner circle that rubbed you the wrong way, that caused you to always have to try to think and debate and stretch your understanding of what you believe and why you believe it, challenging you? Those are going to be some eye openers for a lot of people in our needs. So now, <laughs> excuse me, as we come to our last few minutes together today, I want to talk about a few downsides and side effects of prolonged superiority. So some of the downsides of superiority means alienation. The more you try to subjugate others, the more you try to make sure that you are keeping certain people down, those who are upwardly mobile, those who have the no ceiling in my whole life agenda, are going to leave you behind because they can't stay, because they are operating within the laws of change and you are boxing against the wind. Uh, side effects of this alienation is where your sphere of influence and your, uh, 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 your amount of people or things or whatever that you are superior over shrinks to the point where you become either literally or figuratively a one-person island out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody's checking for you. Nobody really cares. And yet and still, the only thing you still have is a false sense that you are better. 
And the reason why this happens in this side effect is because with this striving, with this alienation, fear of loss, limitation, suffering, what ends up happening is paranoia sets in where you are, you, you don't even realize that more and more people get relegated to being beneath you in your mind. And superiority doesn't require any kind of evidence. It doesn't require any kind of education, uh, reputation, none of that. It's just in your mind. And so you begin to the point where you find fault with even the ones that you think are lower than you to the point where you start to constrict, you start to want to flee, and you can always tell when the side effects and the downsides of superiority are taking place because people always want to move away from others. There's always a fleeing and a, I just want to get away from them or that, or that element. I just want to have a utopia. I just want, whenever you find that you are being very constrictive in what's acceptable in your world because of this need to have everything that looks great and to make sure that that which is beneath you doesn't doesn't sully or tarnish your world, you are becoming part of that constriction where it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And thus, you have lost so much ground. It's almost like the proverbial Chinese wall that was built. And when the country finally came from behind, they went in as a power and they came out as paupers and had to rebuild. Go check the history on that. Google it, okay? So be careful of this this trap because it is insidious. And no one, when I say no one, no one, is immune to it unless you consciously and actively work on identifying the possible areas where it is trying to get a foothold into your life. That is why it is a subtle trap. That is why wisdom wants us to understand that yes, you can win, you can be the best, you can strive to, not strive, excuse me, <laughs> you can uh, excel and aspire to have better status. Because you know what? Status now does not require that it be at the detriment of someone else. And I'm going to prove this in the last minute. Uh, last, yeah, actually, minute, minute <laughs> that I have with you all. Consider the concept of wealth. Wealth is different from riches. Wealth can contain riches, but riches do not necessarily involve wealth. And the reason why is because riches are in uh, a race against someone, kind of like a superiority, meaning that if I get money, then you can't have it because it's a transactional thing. Whenever someone is gaining, someone is losing. But with wealth, wealth is about aspirational where it will create new. So it is not limited by what is already in existence. It will create new and it will spread because that is the nature of wealth. And so wealth is truly about no ceilings have I ever seen in my whole life of continuing to be able to go forward, go up and go beyond. So I hope that 
this will help. And thank you to that person who um, sent me that email. Um, and I, I didn't mention your name like, yeah. So thank you so much for that. This has really been helpful because I didn't realize that wisdom was working on me as well. So my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your practical priestess of wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And yes, check the show notes for how to contact me uh, and follow me on social media and, and say a hello. So that's going to do it for today. Have a wonderful one. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.